We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, on this episode of Drinks With Thinks, I'm so thrilled to be able to welcome in a new teammate that we have at Fubo Sports Network. You know this guy from his days on the court. He's a three-time NBA All-Star, three-time All-NBA, Agent Zero, Hibachi, none other than Gilbert Arenas. He's launching his new show, No Chill with Gilbert Arenas, Monday, May 4th, 8 p.m. Eastern on Fubo Sports Network. If you want to hear a former athlete's opinion that is real, unfiltered, raw, everything that we want to know behind the scenes, this is the guy to give it. We talk about broadcast life, his relationship with Michael Jordan, wearing his orthotics, to how the handgun incident influenced his life, and now how he's coaching kids because Kobe Bryant told him to. This is an episode you do not want to miss. I'm not being biased. I also may be biased, but I think Gilbert is going to be a massive star. You'll see if you listen right now. Hey guys, welcome on in to Drinks with Binks, working from home edition, wasted from home, if you may. We are still doing what you guys are doing. We're staying home to stay safe. It has been about seven weeks of us doing this. We're so fortunate that we're able to still bring you a show, still have a lot of fun because we know there's a lot of very serious, difficult things going on in the world. So we hope for the next 60 minutes, we can bring you some fun, some entertainment, some insights from our newest teammates at Fubo Sports Network, Fubo TV. We want to welcome in three-time NBA All-Star, three-time All-NBA, Agent Zero, Hibachi, host of No Chill with Gilbert Arenas, the one and only Gilbert Arenas. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Uh, thank you for having me. And you got them all right. That's... <laughs> I can memorize a lot of things <laughs> now, obviously. Well, so every, no interaction. Everyone always says three-time All-Star, and I'm like, oh, I want to be All-NBA. You yeah, know, three-times All-NBA is bigger than All-Star. But those are still really great things to have. It's like you just got you got to pick and choose, right? It's like you got you got to get Agent Zero in there, got to get <laughs> in there. And then, of course, now you are a broadcaster extraordinaire, and we're so fortunate to be able to swipe you, get you to come over here to Fubo Sports Network, add to our ever-growing list of shows that we are just pumping out day after day. And I want to wish you congratulations. So we drink on the show, if you didn't get that uh, hint with the drinks with Binks. And so first of all, I would like to I would like to pop pop a little champagne for you, Gilbert. Oh, And uh, your producer, uh, Mike Botticello, for 
getting on getting on the roster here and i was like do i prepare this no because i don't want this to like, <laughs> pop off um so yes we are guys we're toasting to being able to get a huge name and a huge broadcaster here on fubo so oh there you're a go. professional that's it that's the, my new main man and gilbert arenas and I have Costamigos, where this is Dwayne Wade and um, Gabrielle Union's Thanksgiving drink. And they had it ordered, so it's here. And I'm pretty sure it's stronger than what I can take. I'm sure um, you can take a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm usually, I'm usually Malibu, you know, that good stuff. How's that taste? <laughs> yeah, it was strong. Yeah. It, it was stronger. It's your throat the wrong way, you're screwed. Like, Ooh. you just... Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh man, you're chasing it. Oh come on, this is a this is a tough start Ooh. for you here on drinks of things right now. Oh my god. Ah. But you mentioned Malibu, and I actually, I oh, I already had this, so I put it on my. Yeah, that's shelf the, for you. that's the good stuff. That's the good stuff. They say sponsorship from Malibu because. <laughs> yeah, that's the good stuff. That cranberry and pineapple. Ooh, you feel like you're on the island. Yeah, and it's it's uh. It's so sugary, like, I mean, it tastes good, right? It doesn't taste like yeah. this. It's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I like it. I don't like the taste liquor. You could just drink this right now. Fine. <laughs> uh, put that back on the bookshelf somewhere. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that was a long congratulations to having you on the show. You and with your new show, No Chill with Gilbert Arenas, you've been mm -hmm. doing the podcast version of this for a while. Tell me how just the idea of broadcasting, doing your own show, doing your own show came to fruition. Okay, uh, at first it was just fun for me just to get out of the house and just interview people and just, you know, voice my opinion and, you know, my knowledge. And the first, I'm pretty sure the first three episodes I said, I didn't like that, just erase it, just let's start over. And it was like, no, we're going to put it out anyway. And they put it out and people actually liked it. So that's what kept me going because, you know, the, the fans was enjoying what I was saying, you know, it's, it's raw, it's uncut, unfiltered. And, you know, when it comes to, you know, telling stories and giving your opinion, being unbiased and truthful hits home more than, you know, being on an ESPN and you got to filter what you're going to say. Because if you have to filter what you're going to say, then usually it's not genuine. Definitely. You know, in a sense. So, you know, so I stuck with it and, you know. Here I am yeah, now. You can be yourself, and, and that's great to have just the conviction and the confidence to want to go down that mm -hmm. path because a lot of guys are scared to do that. You know, after they come out of the league, they're so used to being, in a way, handcuffed from, from what they really want to say because of their teams. Mm -hmm. What do you notice now, being a broadcaster, that you didn't mm -hmm. know about this industry when you were playing? You got to be, you know, you got to be more sensitive to the players themselves, um, because we all have stories that we can use that gives us the clicks, that gives us the views, but are those, is that in the best interest of the player you're interviewing and the future players? Because you don't want to be that guy that's, that's stirring up the pot so much that you miss out on potential guests. So, you know, I catch myself when I'm interviewing people and they say something, I go back into player mode and say, ah, that's going to hurt you. I'll erase it. You know, so I'll edit out things that I wouldn't, you know, like 
that someone put out there. So, you know, I do a lot of editing and making sure the player looks cleaner and I'll take the, I'll be the bad guy in that situation. So, you know, I, I catch myself a lot like, oh, I can, this can give me a lot of ranking, but it's like, eh, that's not how you secure your, your app. What about if you were to ask a player like, hey, you know, that story you told, eh, I'm going to edit it out. And they said, no, no, you can go forward with it. How would you feel about that? I never, you, to be honest, I never tell them I'm going to edit it. Um, I just do it. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, the only reason, the, the reason players open up more because they feel you have their best interest. So, you know, when you're catching players during season, they're more conservative and it's a repetitive question. I'm going to give you a repetitive answer. And the only time I'm going to give you something real is when you catch me in an environment that I got frustrated and I say something real, which media calls it spazzing. <laughs> oh, he just spazzed. Like, no, that, that was the real me. The other 90 interviews are just mm -hmm. fake. You know, so it's like when that player finally gets to be his true self, he gets backlash from it. Now he doesn't want to be that guy anymore. Yeah, that's kind of the catch-22 with you being able to be relaxed with guys, get them to open up, but then they might say something that, as you said, you're sort of like, I don't want them to get themselves in trouble. Mm -hmm. I digress. Uh -huh. We've got to take our first time out on the program. We'll be back with more <laughs> shenanigans with Gilbert Arenas, our new teammate. No chill with Gilbert Arenas coming soon on Fubo Sports Network. Hey guys, welcome on back to Drinks with Banks. I'm Julie Stewart Banks, and we are so thrilled to welcome in our new teammate on Fubo Sports Network, Gilbert Arenas. You know him, three-time NBA All-Star, three-time All-NBA. We got to mention that Agent Zero Hibachi and our newest host of No Chill with Gilbert Arenas, and that is going to be beginning on Monday, May fourth at eight PM, Fubo Sports Network. And Gil, we were just talking about um, some of the stories from athletes, whatnot. So tell me. Um, even just being able to come to Fubo, like what, what was it maybe about the platform that we're on or the conversations that you had that you thought, you know, this is where I want to take my career. Uh, you know, once, <clears throat> once, um, once I got serious about it, you know, um, and it started gaining ground, it was like, you know, I need to get some, I need to get behind someone that has the same vision that has the same, you know, mindset, you know, when it comes to just building and looking to the future. So, you know, I was interviewing a lot of people and, you know, you guys were the best, <laughs> you know, you guys, you know, you guys, you know, it just seemed like a great fit. And um, that's why I'm here. That's awesome. And you mentioned just, you know, being able to be yourself, that authenticity that sometimes you don't necessarily see on bigger networks for many different reasons. Why did you decide not to go down a path like that? Why did you decide to lean into your personality? Because, you know, it's, it's so, you know, there's a line and usually everyone's scared to get to it, but to know where that line is, you got to always cross it. And I'm, <laughs> I love crossing the line, you know, and, you know, with most net, networks now, you know, Disney, you know, has a few, so... With me, I'm the type of person that if I'm going to do an interview, I'm going to look at the words that I can possibly get in trouble for 
and figure out words I can use that's not on the list, but that still, yeah. uh, that still gives you the, the poke, but you can't get in trouble for it because it wasn't on this band mm-hmm. list. You know, so I do that. I do that a lot, but you know, it's still, when you're trying to be natural, it's hard to filter yourself all the time and still be authentic. You know, so it's like, you know, I will, I will love to be on, you know, TV also, you know, and, you know, do the corporate thing, but then get to be, you know, it's like the little way and you got your mixtape, <laughs> which, which everyone loves. And then you got your mainstream stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, it's true. And like the boundaries are sort of being blurred between both now because, um, you know, personality and, and creativity is key. You, we want to see athletes and former athletes show us like who they are and, and things that we couldn't see when they played because maybe they didn't want to get in trouble. They didn't want to hurt their team. Like we want to know all this stuff. And so I think a lot of guys are curious about doing this world, but then they're like, oh, I don't want to get in trouble. But there's a way to do this without getting in trouble and still getting the notoriety, like the, the people clicking on stuff. Um, who are some of your broadcast influences? Like, who do you, who did either you watch now or you watched before where you're like, I really like what they do? Okay, so, you know, growing up, you know, you know, I was a big Charles Barkley fan. So to see him on TV still being Charles Barkley is, is amazing. Um, so, you know, I watched Charles. Um, I hated Stephen A., when when I was a player when I was a player I didn't like Stephen A I didn't like Stephen A as a player because he attacked me once I was like I don't even know you how are you going to attack me I don't even know you but retired listening to him love him you know so I love him you know now versus when I was you know then you got your Skip Baylesses I watched them um corn you know your cornizers um I love mm-hmm. Shannon Sharp yeah he's great because I think you know with Shannon, he gets to push the envelope for everyone or, you know, up and coming personalities. So the more he pushes that envelope and push that line further and further, I think it'll help a lot of you know, a lot more athletes, you know, get into it because, you know, we're raw. You know, we're, you got to remember, we're corporate too because we do interviews every single day. So we know how to play the game. We know how to you know, okay, this is going to get me in trouble saying this. You know, so we know, we know how to autocorrect ourselves. Um, I, was, I was fortunate because I used to be on NBA blog. Um, so I used to be on NBA blog. So I know how okay, to play yeah. the clean role and still, and still be funny and still get my point across. So, you know, I have, I can well, that's go either good. Way I mean, that it. flexibility is key. And you mentioned that Stephen A talked about you when you played. Different world then as social media wasn't as prevalent, but... Do you still sort of remember or carry the things that people said about you? Like if you said, oh, Tit, I remember exactly where I was. I remember exactly who said that that thing about me. No, not really. Um, well, the only one that comes to mind is when I said I was in a score of 50 on, um, on Trailblazers and um, – Oh, in Phoenix, and I failed in Portland, and then they were laughing about it. Oh, yeah, look at it, just a big mouth, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to show them. And then the very next night, I hit the game when it took my jersey off, put it on the floor in Seattle. You know, so I failed in Portland and then threw my jersey and put it on the side because I hit the game winner in Seattle. And then 
I got um, I got a Phoenix. That's, that's pretty good. That's a good clap back, you know, for for getting at them. Do you think guys? Yeah. Do you think guys listen and think about things that are said to them today? Maybe not all the time, but like they know it's there. Yeah, yeah. We're, because it's it's our only. It's our. It's really our only reality. You know, you got to remember, as an athlete, you live in your. You live in a bubble. And your bubble is surrounded with yes-sayers, you know, and, you know, everything is, you know, you're the greatest, you're, you're, you're this, you're that, you're this. So when someone from the outside say you're not, trust me, you see it, you hear it, you want to try to correct it, you want to know why, you're going to hate that guy, you know, and, and that just becomes that you. It's like as athletes, we want everything to be great. We don't want bad stories. I guess mm-hmm. that's everyone. Yeah. You don't want bad stories. I don't. Does. I, if I'm averaging 35, I, I want <laughs> you to say that I'm the greatest player of all time. I don't want you to say I need to pass the ball more. I don't want you to say that. That is that is that hurts my ego that I need to pass the ball and I'm a ball hog. You know, so you would know if if you call a guy a ball hog and say he needs to pass the ball more to get his teammates involved, the very next game, that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to prove your point that his teammates mm-hmm. aren't that good. So he's not going to shoot and lose yeah, by 20. Yeah, just to prove a point to show people, like, look, just you wrote that about point. me. Yeah. That was incorrect, yeah. and I'm going to show. I, I kind of like that, like mm-hmm. a little bit vindictive in a way, you know. This is who I am, and, and I'm going to stick it to you guys. But you mentioned the greatest of all time. we got to talk about a guy who's been in the news a lot the last couple of weeks. But first, we're going to take a quick timeout on Drinks with Thinks. We are here with Gilbert Arenas, our newest teammate on Fubo Sports Network. No chill with Gilbert Arenas, beginning May 4th. Bottoms up. Hey guys, welcome on back to Drinks with Thinks. I'm sipping on a little champagne, welcoming in my new teammate, Gilbert Arenas. You know him from playing on the court. Now he's a big time broadcaster. No chill, Gilbert Arenas is going to be debuting Monday, May 4th on Fubo Sports Network. And Gil, we were talking about your new show, about uh, your teammates, talking with the media. And you... You mentioned the greatest of all time. Got to ask you about Michael Jordan. He's been all over the last dance that everyone has been seemingly watching on ESPN right now. Um, what's your relationship like with MJ, especially as it you know pertains to the Wizards and, and all the days in, in Washington? Okay. One, you said he was the greatest, which clearly <laughs> I am. So I'm the GOAT. Everyone knows, everyone knows it. Um, so my, relation, my relationship started with um, MJ back in 99. So I go, uh, I go down to Jordan camp, you know, so this is my first time ever leaving really the Valley, which it's Santa Barbara, <laughs> so it ain't really that far. <laughs> but going to play against high level guys like this. So we go down, um, you know, I'm count, uh, camp counselor. And at night you play pickup games. So MJ usually has about five guys on his team. So it's five plus one sub. That's all. And then the other 15 to 20 counselors on another team. So since no one knows me, MJ decides to put me on his team. I, I think the thought process was 
he doesn't need to shoot the ball. So his team is listen. His team was full of a bunch of it. It was a bunch of no ones. It was me. Well, I mean, it was me, Scalabrini, uh, Sean Sean Lampley, um, MJ, and I forgot who the okay. other two players were. So it was designed for MJ basically to shoot every shot. Okay, so. So I'm on his team. So I'm on MJ's team. So I'm already excited. Like, oh my God, I'm sitting. So I'm 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 this I'm the sixth person. So I'm on MJ's team. I'm the sixth person. So um, I get subbed in, and I don't think MJ looked at my high school resume, which means that I do not pass the ball (laughs) whatsoever. Like, I do not even think about passing. It's I'm touching the ball three times before I even think about passing. So I take the first eight shots when I get in. All, my, all money, though. So I'm waving MJ off. I'm doing one, four flats. I'm doing, I'm doing whatever. So, you know, and we, we have the same team the whole, the whole week. The whole week. So it's the same team. So he can't kick me off. <laughs> So by day three, I had the whole camp saying, MJ sucks, Gilbert's better. Really? I'm going to tell you that because I was Uh, the fun counselor, I already told the kids to say it. Like when I start scoring, say MJ sucks, Gilbert's better. You have to. That's part of it. You know, so I, so I, so so I have the Damon Wayne kids. I have Little Romeo and the Masterpiece. So I got all those kids just screaming it, and I'm in there getting buckets. I mean, I was scoring like 40 a night. So I think what MJ seen was 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm training. I'm training during um, council breaks at lunch, I'm training. After the game, I'm training. So I, I think he's seen the determination that I had and I remember he, ha- <laughs> he said, you remind me of a player on my team. And no discredit to the player, but when he told me the player's name, I was really pissed. So he was like, yeah, you remind me of this player, you know, that played with me. And I'm like, oh, Scotty <laughs> Pippen? Yeah, I'm Scotty, yeah. He was like, Randy <laughs> Brown. Mm- <laughs> And I said, who? He's like, Randy Brown. F- you mean Randy Brown? Like, you're talking about, that. first of all, I'm scoring 40 a night against high level. They're, all those guys is ranked. You got Darius Smiles, you You got all, these are number one guys that are in college too. And you're calling me Randy Brown? Like I'm some defensive guy? What the f- are you talking about? Now, now I'm never passing you the ball, basically, is what my mind went into. So I was sitting there like fucking ISO and MJ out of here, <laughs> Randy Brown. I'll show you Randy Brown, and and I think he just 100% did that. One hundred percent, he did. Knowing what we've seen of him now, he was doing that to to get in your head. Yeah, you know. So he asked me. He's like, uh, "Yeah, you're going to Arizona," and I was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm going to Arizona. They're gonna redshirt me my you know my freshman year, and then I'm gonna do the." He's like, "They're not redshirting you. I'm gonna talk to Ludolson." And then it was a, you know, an article came out that MJ talked to Ludos and said he had a diamond in the rough and most likely I'll be playing big minutes. Oh. And it happened. So, you know, you know, because of my work ethic, you know, I think MJ, you know, took a hold of me, you know, um, you know, from my high school days. So 
Fast forward, my son goes to MJ's camp. And out of all the kids there, he picks my son to do the shooting for the, um, wow. the kids. Because he's, he's seen him working out and doing that. So, you know, MJ allowed the kids to get an autograph. So my son shows up with wizard gear, his wizard gear that I gave him. So he shows up with, you know, and MJ looks at it and says, hey, uh, who gave you this? He said, uh, my dad. He's like, what's your name? He said, my name is Elijah. What's your last name? Arenas. He said, Gilbert, your dad? He's like, yeah. He's like, what else did he give you? He's like, <laughs> so my son goes into his bag and grabs all of MJ stuff, and he just signs it all for him. He said, tell that boy to come up here when, uh, if, he's, if he's around. Wow. So my, my son called me and said, MJ said, come up. So I come, we start talking, then we talked oh, about the big nice. three and all that stuff. Okay, so, there's a number of things yeah. I want to ask you about there. First of all, you seem to be uh, pretty confident in yourself when you're, you know, coming out of high school and you're talking to MJ, getting kids at a camp to sort of like cheer against him, number one, but also then to decide to, you know, shoot all the time after this guy's won at that time, however many championships. How, like, what is that about your DNA? Were you not nervous at all around MJ? I wasn't nervous because he was on my team versus um, him being the opponent. So the fact that I have MJ, we automatically are going to win yeah. because it's MJ, <laughs> you know. It, we, it's, it's MJ versus the rest of the crew. So from there, it was just free play for me. You know, worst case scenario, we get down 20, give it to MJ, MJ fixes it. You know, so me, it's like, I don't know who these guys are. They don't know who I am, so I have the advantage. But, but even just you know, deciding, so, that's, like, that's just you're going to take it. the shot over him. Like, this, this kid, as you meant, you, you know, you've described your guys' team as sort of some nobodies and MJ. That's a lot of confidence for a young kid to have mm -hmm. around a guy like that. Well, you know, com confidence comes from preparation anyway. So, you know... <laughs> seeing myself in that situation thousands of times. I mean, no matter what team I played for, if they just put me on a team, you put me in, I'm, I'm shooting the ball every single time. You're going to have to – if you don't want me to shoot, sit me on the bench. And that's, that was my motto. So, you know, I was privileged in my area because in my area, you know, the Valley 818, I'm the first – well, Gail Goodrich is the first NBA player. In my, in my day, I'm the first – <laughs> NBA player that lived there, raised there. So I'm the first NBA player from my area. So I was already an NBA player in my mind, and now I'm just letting everyone know it. Even when I went to UCLA, you know, you have Paul Pierce, Baron Davis, they're NBA players, and I'm a high school kid, and I iced them out. And my logic was, what did you average in high school? 28? Ha! <laughs> So at the same age, I'm better than you, bro. So shut up. You know, that was... That's good. That's, yeah. That's how I looked at it. Going. That's how I looked at everything. I, I, I looked at it like, oh, at the same... Yeah, I know where you are now. But at the same time and point, I'm better than you. So therefore, I'm going to be better than you when I'm at your age. Yeah, too, that's so a good like, spin zone for you mentally. Even if they're in the NBA and you're in high school, it's a good bar to measure. Um, but... You know, I love, yes, I love the personality. I love the <laughs> stories with that. And I have more questions I want to ask you about that era and about MJ, but we got to take a quick break. Uh, we're drinking and binking with Gilbert Arenas. It was our new teammate on Fubo Sports Network. No chill with Gilbert Arenas coming Monday, May 4th on Fubo Sports Network.
We'll see you on the other side, guys. Hey guys, welcome back to Drinks with Binks. I'm JSB. We've got Gilbert Arenas here with us, who is launching No Chill with Gilbert Arenas on Football Sports Network, Monday, May 4th, 8 p.m. Eastern. We've been talking about Michael Jordan and your interactions with him when you were a young kid. And now going forward a bit, when you mentioned your son had met him at his camp, that he had all this MJ gear from with the Wizards. How did mm-hmm. you get mm-hmm. that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the story is this. Okay, so when MJ decided to play for the Wizards, it was part of a deal that if he played for two years, he would get 51% of the company or 51% of the team. So I guess when his time was up, um, you know, the owner and MJ didn't agree to the terms. MJ left which means he left all his stuff. So when, when I came that summer and I signed with the Wizards, you know, I picked my locker, it was MJ's locker. So when I open it, you know, you got all MJ's stuff. So I'm sitting here like, like, is this the MJ MJ? It was like, yeah, this is MJ's locker. So I have his the undershorts, all his stuff. Um, his orthotics. I actually played in his orthotics, my career. Yeah. So his orthotics, the MJ's orthotics, I put in my for shoes. You, and for how long? Like, wouldn't that be odd if they weren't fit to your feet? I I played until I got hurt, which was so from 2003 to 2007. Oh, and they fit you? <laughs> yeah. Because he was, I think he was a 14, and a, it was like a 14 on one side and a 13 and a half. So he just trimmed it, <laughs> yeah. for, you know, to trim the 14 for and 13. And yeah, it was, it was MG, so I had the power of MG Literally. in me. Uh, did he ever come back? Yeah, and then, oh, you know, sorry, I saved him. He didn't come back looking for his stuff? That was a no. 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 But when my son, when my son showed up, he knew where it came from. So he knew who had it. You know, so like even like stuff from 1990, you know, I still have. Um, Yeah, so. That's pretty impressive that you still have it now. That's that's got to be worth something. I I mean, there's no value to, you know, I don't even like friendships. You know, um, that's that's one thing that I can like, I can really like say that you know when it comes to who's the greatest of all time there's always three names thrown out jordan kobe lebron right and for me i had a personal relationship with all three that's just that's that just says something about my energy for me you know that you know my energy and the work ethic and the, the, the things i did you know, caught the eye of those three guys where we have a connection. You know, so that's, you know, that's, 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 that's more than, you know, a signed autograph. You know, even though, you know, I have like 35 LeBron oh, items. You, you just got a whole collector's <laughs> item. Yeah. Collector's the box of everything. So yeah. on those three guys, yep. what is the biggest difference personality-wise on and off the court between them? Um... 
when it comes to, I'll say, like people person, LeBron is more of a people person than Kobe and Le- um, Jordan. You know, Jordan was. Um, you know, the the guy you see on Instagram right now, the Taco Taco Tuesday, that's LeBron. You know, so when you talk about some guy who's just a goofball, whose energy is just out the roof, you know, he's a prankster and all that, that he has to, like, like hide that to try to fit in this mold of what MJ and Kobe were. And, and I tell people that's not, you know, that's, that's not fair. You know, the, 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 the personalities are so different. So when people say, who's, who's the best? I said, well, because they're different, Jordan and Kobe are more alike than, than LeBron. So when you come to assassins, killers, Jordan won, Kobe two. LeBron wasn't a killer and assassin. He was an all-around player, different personality. He's one in that category. Magic Johnson is two in that category. So I put them, and that's like, so Magic Johnson's personality right, yeah. is LeBron's Right, yeah, see more similarity between those two. You know. Yeah, so, and that's, that's, that's okay. how I, that's the only way you can do it. You can't, you, yeah, he has MJ jumping ability, yeah. but he's more Magic Johnson. He's, you know, he doesn't want to be the guy to try to put the nail in you if right. he's not capable of it. If he doesn't have the feeling that he can do it right there, he's going to find okay. the person that can do it. So he's more of the Derek Jeter that he's going to sacrifice the home run hit to get on base or this guy, I'm going to hit it this way. I'll be out for this guy to make a home run. You know, okay. he does all that, you know, and that's what you got to love, love about him. Yeah, on you can that kind of tell, like watching the last dance in the last episode with Michael Jordan being uh, holding somewhat of a grudge with Isaiah Thomas. And you think, I wondered, like, would LeBron have that? Like, the, does LeBron have that ax murderer gene in him? Doesn't seem that way. When we look back at that era, there was a lot of hatred between those teams and those players. We don't seem to see that as much anymore. Why do you think that is? Because the easiest answer to say is AAU. Um, There was no real AAU back then. (laughs) You know, there was no AAU back then. Here is AAU where these kids are going to play against each other 10, 12 times throughout their career before they even make it anywhere. So now these kids have relationships, they're friendships. Um, most of these guys, they team up together. They be on the same traveling team. They go to the same high school, you know, they go to the same college. So it's more friends now than it was back then. So when they, be, when they go to the NBA, they don't have mm-hmm. that bickery right. rivalry. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the, Lakers, the Lakers versus Boston. Like, <laughs> eh, like, I don't know what you guys are from, but that's my friend over there. Yeah, we're, we're going to be enemies on the court, but yeah, I'm not going to punch them. I'm not going to clothesline them. I'm not going to do all that dirty stuff, you know, to my own friend. So when people say, oh, yeah, they, the NBA is soft, they, they fake fight. Yes. Like back then, it was just a file and probably $200 fine for a punch. That fine now is almost a million dollars to some of these players. I don't hate anyone mm-hmm. that much to throw a $200 punch. 
You know, so it's going to be, hold me back, hold me back. Yeah, I'm going to get you. Yeah, that's fake. Thank you. Ooh, save me. You saved me two million, you know. So it's not one of those things where the players now, you got, you got the same trainers. So you're going to be in the, like, your enemy is going to be in the same. Like, I can name who really have, like, beef. Probably Chris Paul and um, Rondo. That's real. Um... Okay, Chris Paul and Rondo. We'll just hang our hats on that being the, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, the issue. Yeah, but that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's it. That's, pro- yeah, that's probably it. And that's them, that stems from rookie season. Okay. You know, that doesn't, you know, so it's like one of those things that's just, other than that, you don't really. Yeah, well, if guys going to all-star games and hanging out in the summers, working out, it just seems like everyone's like friends. It's not as, there's not that much hatred, which. I don't know. I love, you know, we all love the li- rivalries. We love when we see people, like it just makes it up the ante of games. And seemingly if there's that much money for fines involved and these guys also are like buddies, then we're not going to, it kind of, it, it doesn't make it as fun as a viewer. Uh, well, you know, as a viewer, it's, it's what do you value? Do you value the talent or do you value the brute? You know, like, like, I, I really wanted to go on Instagram and say, hey, can I ask a question? Pistons is going down as one of the best defensive teams. Are we, are we going to evaluate them on their actual defense or the fact that they just brutally beat up people? Like, if, you, if they're clotheslining Jordan and doing all this, like he gets in the air, we're going to knock him out. That's not actual defense. That's not defense. Anyone can do that. Somebody at Venice Beach, someone playing outside, they can do that. What what defense principles are you actually standing on? You know, because if you go back and look at all defensive teams, they wasn't filled with a whole bunch of Detroit players because for the most part, they had six Mm -hmm. fouls a game. You know, so when you look at history of the best defensive players, they didn't foul. The principle of defense is I'm legally stopping you without breaking the rules. Right. So, you know, you're not going to have Joe Dumars clotheslines and everybody. That's all the sorry people. That's all the players that can't play basketball. They have no talent. And that's what, that's what when people asked about the 80s and 90s, I said the problem back then is it was less talented. So you had six, seven guys, 305, you know, just when you drive in the lane, they clotheslines you for six fouls that's not that's not talent anyone can do that you know what i mean so it's like now that position right. is talent that position now is mm-hmm. dirt Nowinski, greek the freak tim duncan you know kg that's that position chris weber you know it, it, they're not right. brute force players they're, they're talented players so now we look the, the nba looks soft because there's more talent than there it's was very before. interesting Everyone yeah, is skilled. More skill now. I'm sure the Detroit fans we have watching would have something to say about that. But I uh, guess they won their championships. But we're saying that that kind of player isn't no longer existing. We got a whole lot more to come. We got to get to a break. We've got Gilbert Arenas here on Drinks with Banks. He is coming to Football Sports Network on May 4th. No chill with Gilbert Arenas. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Drinks with Banks. I'm JSB. We've got Gilbert Arenas here with us today, three-time 
all NBA all-star for the Washington Wizards. And he spent many years with the Wizards and now is a broadcaster with us. But I got to ask you, you know, you're one of the best players in franchise history for them. And but, you know, it would be remiss not to mention that a lot of your reputation from that was sort of overshadowed by the handgun incident that happened. Like, what role did that play in your life? I wonder, I, I, I really believe it didn't affect my life, but it really did, you know, um, because no matter, you know, I said it, I said it back then, you know, you can do a hundred things right, one thing wrong, and everyone only wants to stick to the one thing wrong. So, you know, I remember watching Metal World Peace win a championship. And they're talking about Metal World Peace as a champion and still brung up the incident in the palace. And I'm sitting here like, what? That's seven years? Why are you even tearing this man's legacy? He just won a championship. Why are you bringing? So I, I said, everyone wants you to move on when they don't want to move on. You know, they don't want, they don't want you to get better and be a better person, you know, because they still want to hang you for that. So it's like, I can save a mother in a fire and then they're going to say, yeah, you know, Gilbert Arena's this guy who uh, brung the guns to the locker room, saves baby from fire. Like, wait, what? Why do you have to bring that one thing into it? So it's one of those things that I took, you know, it really hurt me for a while mentally. Because it was like, as much as I done, did, do for people that you guys will use this to like discredit everything I've ever done. You know, so I couldn't understand that for a while. And then eventually I said, you know what? If I start making fun of it, they'll stop talking about it. They'll stop using it against me. So I just started, you know, doing it myself, just making fun of myself, poking at myself. Because if I can do it and be funny, eh, when you do it, it doesn't even matter right. anymore. So when it comes to, like, the legacy of who I was, I would like to think that real hoopers understood what I did in the game of basketball and they find inspiration in a guy that was a no one and he made it to this level versus, oh, this guy ended his career because of a gun in the locker room. Like, no, technically I had three surgeries in 14 months and the gun in the locker room was the excuse to get rid of me because I was damaged goods. You know, we however you want to look at it, <laughs> you know? So it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's almost yeah. 11 years ago, but the way we talk about it seems like it happened. Yeah. Just well, I'm sure that uh, it's got to get annoying hearing about it, but the, the fact that you controlled the narrative on it, been very mature on how you've handled it, uh, sort of lessens people wanting to bring it up and then poke you about it, but had to ask you, about the topic, of course, and the fact that now you are a coach and you are influencing young lives. I want to dive into all that more when we come back after the break on Drinks of Things. Hey, 
Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the Cooligans. Hello, I'm Christian. I'm Alexis. Okay, we are two stand-up comedians, and we host uh, the funniest soccer show you've ever seen. That's right. We love talking about soccer. We're wild. We're silly. We have no idea what we're doing, <laughs> but it's a fun ride. And we're on Fubo every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. That's right. Fubo Sports Network. Do it. Like what you're hearing? Check out Drinks with Binks on Fubo Sports Network every Friday night at 8 p.m. Stream it on the Fubo TV app, Roku, Samsung TV, and more. Oh, and don't forget, it's BYOB. Sorry, startup life. Hey guys, welcome back to Drinks with Binks. I'm JSB, and we are drinking and toasting to our new teammate here, Gilbert Arenas, you know him from the court. Now he is, of course, a broadcaster and he's telling the truth, being authentic. New show airing on Fubo Sports Network, Monday, May 4th, 8 p.m. You don't want to miss it. If you've been watching and enjoying this show, I can only imagine what other great stories and insight he will have on Monday and for the rest of time, because we're going to be doing this forever. That's sort of how this goes at Fubo. I'm not sure if you knew that. But we have a lot of fun as we are drinking on the show. I've got some champagne toasting you, and you've got a little Casamigos. Mm -hmm. And we are just discussing your legacy on the court. Now, you decided to coach recently. Obviously, due to the coronavirus, things have changed. But take me through what inspired you to get into coaching, because it was an interesting story you were saying. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with coaching or with just having kids in the AAU circuit, you know, you're going you're gonna to see the Corey Benjamin. You're going to see my whole era of basketball. Kids are playing against each other. So um, we're at the gym, and, you know, Kobe's uh, Mamba team is there. You know, so go shake hands and dun, dun, dun. And then he tells his daughter, this is the mother that scored 60. I'm like, can you believe that shit? You know, so he, you know, so he introduced me to Gigi. And then, you know, we're just talking about the kids. I said, yeah, my daughter's over there. And then he was like, can she shoot like you? I was like, nah, she's more raw talent. You know, um, raw talent, you know, um, kind of lazy, but really gifted. He said, well, you, you know, you can teach lazy and you can teach shooting. So don't even worry about that. He said, um, so what are you doing now? I was like, oh, you know, podcasting and, you know, just chilling. I was like, why aren't you coaching? I was like, yeah, I don't want to deal with parents. He was like, but it's the future. You know, the kids are the future. You know, take all that knowledge you have, you've seen, you've studied, prepared, and put it into the future. You know, um, you know, if I knew what I knew now, back when I was a rookie, oh my God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How much, you know, you know, I had to learn on my own. You know, so now, you know, it's, it's, it's our job to give it to them earlier. So, coach. Right. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. And then week after week, have you started coaching yet? Yeah, I talked to the coach about it. I'm lying. And then, you know, just, you know, for almost a year. And then I woke up. It was, so it was Sunday. It was on a Sunday. So Sunday, so sat, that Sunday morning, 3 a.m., waking up, knee hurts, um, feel like it's going to rain. You know, I can, I can feel it in my knees. Like, I'm, like, you know, I'm sitting there dreaming, like, yeah, you know what, I'm just going to call the coach and tell him I'm going to coach. That's what we're going to do. So, like, around 7 o'clock, the kids, the team is in Oakland. You know, they're playing in a big Oakland tournament. So I tell them, I call and say, hey, man, you know what? 
I think I, I want to coach, you know. And he's like, you serious? I was like, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to do it. You know, I'm always there, you know. Um, I mean, I know I don't like the parents because parents think their kids are all great and they, they suck. So, but, you know, I can get past that. It was like, well, shit, you know, run down the list. And we start going over the list of the players I can possibly have and do all this. And, you know, and, and there we go. And then an hour later, you know, I get the, the tragic news. And I'm like, you know me, so I'm trying to, like, what does this mean? Like, the day I decide that the, pers- the one person that hounded me of coaching, I decide I'm going to coach that day, and that happens. You know, so I was, you know, I spent weeks trying to figure out, like, what is this? You know, it, you know it's like one of those things where, you know, it, it can really hurt you mentally because it's like, that isn't supposed to happen right. like that. It's, it's supposed to happen like I see him the next time and my team is coaching against his team. And, um, and you know, he, he wanted my daughter to play on his team. And the only reason she wasn't playing on the team at that moment is they, they practice every day in Orange County. We live in the Valley. So she would have to leave the Valley after school, go all the way there, which they start at 7 seven to nine, by the time she got back home, you know, it's 11. And I just thought that wasn't, you right. know. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was gonna be hard for, um, she's on the right. team now. Yeah, oh, well, that's. You know, so, you know, so she makes the drive and she's on the Mamba team. Well, now, both so. of you influenced by yeah. him and it is tragically poetic in an odd way that that happened on the day that Kobe died. And I'm sure mm-hmm. that, as you mentioned, the feelings that you had and just the gravity of the situation that somehow you're involved, you know, your feeling has got to be really difficult mm-hmm. to deal with, but at least you can kind of know in some way that you're carrying on the things that he told you to do. And I'd yeah. love to be able to talk more about this with you, but unfortunately we're out of time. So luckily enough, we've got plenty of time on your new show and I'm sure that everyone Bye. will hear a whole lot more about that. We will take a quick break and then we'll say goodbye after this. Well, guys, we've had an awesome time on Drinks with Pinks with Gilbert Arenas, who is now part of our team on Fubo Sports Network. And you can catch his show debuting on Monday, May 4th. No chill with Gilbert Arenas. And if it's anything like this and the podcast that you've seen before, it is real. It's authentic. It's everything you want to hear from the NBA and beyond. Gilbert, congratulations. You've done so much in your career, and we're excited to have you on this next step. All right, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. All right, guys, make sure to check us out on YouTube, Fubo Sports, on Instagram and Twitter, and we will see you back next week. Drinks with Binks, working from home. Mm